charge here. I think Jamie's in charge today. <laughs> You're in charge today. Am I? Yeah. Well, it's a special episode. You should be in charge of the special day. Oh, the, oh wow. Oh. Thanks. Plus, you helped make this episode happen. I did. And so did you. Oh, uh, well. Okay. <laughs> so it was a team effort. Welcome to Walkers and Talkers, episode 89. <laughs> Woo! I'm David Brody from Melbourne Strand, The Morning Show. That's Jamie from Light FM in New York. Hello. We're getting so close to episode 100. I know. I'm excited. Yeah. So, episodes 89 and 90 are going to be special episodes since The Walking Dead is done for the first half of the season and for 2017. And. Preacher and Fear the Walking Dead are not on. Yeah. But we have a couple of bonus episodes for you. Yes, we do. Now, we told you last episode how we went to Walker Stalker Con in New Jersey. And the day before, we had a marathon of interviews. Yes. We did five The Walking Dead interviews. <laughs> Huge. And so uh, it came out to over over an hour, well over an hour. Yeah. And I know a lot of you are like, oh, well, uh, we love long podcasts. It's really long in the interview. It's long. It's long. It comes out very long. I think it's. I don't know. It's, it's long. So we're gonna <laughs> get. What we're gonna do is we're gonna play for you uh, the first three of the five interviews with Greg Nicotero. Yep. Who is of course the head makeup uh, artist and uh, very often director of some of the best episodes. And we've got uh, Cooper Andrews who plays Jerry <laughs> and uh, Caitlin Acon. Who plays Kate? Right. Uh, 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 who plays Enid. Enid, right. Yeah. And Caitlin was not at Walker Starker Con because there was a weather problem with her flight and she couldn't get in. Yeah. It snowed that day. It snowed all day. Yeah, all day that <laughs> Saturday. We got to meet Greg Nicotero. What you hear in the interview with Greg at the end of the call, yeah. uh, we'll, address, we'll address at the end of this when you hear all three of them. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll address what happened. Um, but one of the three people you're about to hear, I got them to call bullshit on their own show. Yes, you did. And then... Uh, oh, we we got we got hugs of we got promises of hugs. You'll hear those. Yes. But all three interviews were great. And then in episode ninety, you're going to hear our interview with um, with Caitlin Acon and Michael Cullitz. Yes. So this is. Uh, oh no! It's uh, so oh. I'm sorry. This is uh, Greg Nicotero, Cooper Andrews who plays Jerry. Oh, and Scott and Wilson. And Scott Wilson, Wilson who plays Herschel, Herschel, the cutest man on the planet. Uh, wait till you hear him. Adorable. He's so cute. It hurts. It is. But the Michael Cutlets interview went much longer. We were given 15 minutes with everybody. We and, had a long time. And with the him. Cutlets interview went, oh, I had a, over 20 minutes. Yeah. And it's fantastic. <laughs> it really uh, they was. all are. We had a great yes. time. So uh, enjoy. If you want to hear all five interviews in a row, uh, if the other episode is already up when you're hearing this, just listen to the next episode. Go to the next one. So here you go. Here's uh, Greg Nicotero calling. We'll see you on the other side. Hello. Hello. Is this world renowned superstar Greg Nicotero? This is Greg Nicotero. Yeah. Oh my God! Oh, yay, Mr. Nicotero! Welcome <laughs> to the Walkers and Talkers podcast. I'm David Brody, and this is Jamie. Say hi, Jamie. Hello, Greg. If we if we Good could morning. give you a proper musical introduction, we have a special mix from the world-renowned <laughs> DJ Afrojack. Hold on one second. These people need to know who the hell's in charge here. What the rules are. All right. <laughs> Welcome to Walkers and Talkers. Uh, we've got a special guest here, Mr. Greg Nicotero. Thank you for finding a few minutes to talk to us today, sir. Sure, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. Now, I understand you're in a car, so uh, you're not driving, are you? <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm actually driving uh, on the 405 looking for any signs of uh, continued wildfires, but oh. fortunately, uh, looking a little more calm here right now. Very good. Well, you know, it could be the beginning of an apocalypse. You never know. <clears throat> it sure looked like it looked like it the other day. Uh, absolutely. 
So uh, the reason you're calling is that you are going to be at the Walker Stalker Convention, Walker Stalker Con at the New Jersey Convention and Exposition Center this weekend. We'll, of course, be there. Yes. We're very excited. Yay. Are you flying Yay. in now? Are you heading to the airport? I am. I'm on my way to the airport right now. Okay. Well, and uh, coming in just for the weekend. Fantastic. Well, the weather's not too bad, although tomorrow, as we taped this, Saturday the 9th, there's going to be one to four inches of snow. You know, I'm okay with that. Okay. All right. I well, mean, I grew up in I grew up in Pittsburgh, so oh, a little bit you know of snow, snow never hurt anybody. Well, yeah. I, I'm kind of hoping that the third Walking Dead show takes place in the north, so that we can see walkers slipping and falling Frozen on the snow. Frozen walkers. Frozen walkers. Well, here's the deal: if that were ever to be the case, they would freeze because they have no body heat. You've already thought ahead. I like that. I love this. I have thought ahead. <laughs> nice. I have thought ahead. Which is why the two shows are in, in warm weather climates, I suppose. So maybe the, the survivors, Rick, should lead everyone to the north where the walkers are all frozen. That's <laughs> they, just go to, they just have to go to Canada. That's it. Yeah. The Walking Dead, eh? <laughs> so um, Jamie and I got to meet you very briefly at the season premiere episode 100 uh, red carpet event. At the Greek Theater. At the Greek Theater. Uh, which was oh, oh, yes, it was crazy. And you were kind enough. Were, to was take... it right at the was it right at the bottom of the steps and where, yes. where they were? Yes. No, yes. No, we actually were were sort of like media people, so yeah. we got to meet you on the red carpet. You were kind enough to take a selfie with us, so thank you very much. Yes. You're very good for our social <laughs> numbers, and we got to talk to you for a second. Oh, good. Yes. Good. Um, was it special? It was such a special episode, the hundredth episode, uh, all out war, a whole season seven building towards this. Was it extra special for you to watch such an important episode with a live, crazed audience of fans? Yeah, you know, it, that's the one thing that you sometimes miss when you watch The Walking Dead is that sort of communal experience because people respond to it and they love it so much. Uh, when you have the opportunity, whether it's that episode or other premieres, when you sit in a room... Uh, with people watching it together. It's electric, you know? I mean, it really, it really, Galen Hurd and I always joke about the fact that we should have live screenings every weekend because you get so much more out of it. It's like, you know, there was a really, really funny thing on YouTube like three years back where they played the end of Star Wars when Princess Leia is giving uh, Han and Luke and Chewie the medals, but they play it without the music. Oh. And it's just like, yeah, it's it's really really funny because all it is is them walking through the hall and they just stand there and Chewie growls and then she puts the medals on their heads and when you realize how, what an important part music has to that scene, you realize how critical it is many many times to uh, to share The Walking Dead with other people when you watch it together and they all scream, they all laugh, even places where you don't sometimes expect a scare or or somebody giggling about something that you were hoping they would get. So yeah, it's always uh, well, I it's always to, super exciting. I have to say as someone who grew up with him and grew up and now as a living I write song parodies, to hear Weird Al um in the song uh, in yeah. the show was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I know of all of all songs uh, to make it through the apocalypse that was uh yeah, Another that, one rides the bus. That, that, that <laughs> Al survives, that's fantastic. It, it's everlasting. Well, you couldn't do a pop song because it would seem dated, but it seemed like the perfect choice because it's a classic that, you know, 10 years, 20 years later, you could still listen to. 
Sure. Uh, maybe maybe the next community our people meet will be run by Weird Al Yankovic. How fantastic would that? And he kills people with an accordion. How great would that be? <laughs> fantastic. Now, there's been a lot of foreshadowing this season. A lot of a lot of nods to season one. A lot of foreshadowing to the comic books. Now, I know you can't say too much, but is is the foreshadowing a nod to the comic book fans, or is it foreshadowing for what we might see, or just what could have been seen? Because there's a lot of little hints going around. <clears throat> well, listen, you know, the show's always the show has always been written in a way to give the, as I think we refer to them as eagle-eyed viewers, uh, opportunities to lose and, and start putting together information for themselves. You know, we want to reward the audience by, oops, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was my alarm just went off. Oh, that's um, okay. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we want to make sure that, that we'd like the audience to sort of gather these clues and start making assumptions and predictions on their own. And they do. And it's always fun because, you know, 96% of the time they're not even close. Right. But their predictions are really interesting to me. You know, I mean, when they were talking about the crossover event. Yes. And everybody was talking about, uh, <sighs> Abraham. about Abraham. And I was thinking, damn, that's a really great idea. <laughs> that would be perfect. Well, yeah, he was in Houston at the same time. Oh, it yeah. made sense. Yeah. Now listen, Morgan's the only other character that we try to figure it out, and we're like, could be Morgan, but we really thought it was uh, Michael Cudlitz. And then, so we're going to talk to Mike a little bit later. We have like five interviews today. Here's a question oh, for good. you. At the yeah. season premiere of season seven, when you did the live Talking Dead at the cemetery, and it was raining, yeah. you yeah. guys were talking about the season. At that point, Glenn and Abraham were already dead. Spoiler, in case you're listening, spoiler. <laughs> and then um, when you were gun- kind of wrapping up, Michael Cudlitz, and we're going to ask him about this, said, oh, don't forget, I've got a big episode coming up. He shouldn't have said that, correct? <laughs> um, because it sort of gave away the flashback with Sasha, because otherwise he's dead. How would we know he has a big episode coming up? So we, we kind of flagged that. Was that something that you guys noticed? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I didn't remember that. But, you know, the show always kind of plays with, plays with our timelines here and there. And, right. Um, but yeah, because we had just finished. Oh no, we hadn't even we hadn't even shot that episode. Right, yet. he hadn't shot it yet. But I directed because I directed that one, and I think uh, we were like in pre-production. Yeah, because Scott Scott and Gimple seemed very like, uh oh, maybe you shouldn't have said that. Abort, so, abort, abort. Yeah, Ixnay. <laughs> uh, so speaking yeah, speaking well, of uh, foreshadowing, just segue again. You don't have to comment. I'm going to ask you a, a non-specific question that has to do with foreshadowing. The Walker that was on the ladder. This past episode that was being eaten by the walkers. No spoilers. Just confirm one thing for me. That walker had no face. Would that be fair to say? That's the, I correct. Mean, the survivor. Survivor had no face. That's it. Enough said. Those who know, know. Those who don't okay. know, know nothing. So that's good. <laughs> um, are you surprised by how many people were genuinely upset about a CGI tiger dying? Uh, no. Actually, I wasn't surprised at all. Because, you know, the truth of the matter is it was a... It, it, it was a... You know, Shiva was always that sort of light, that that little bit of of an opportunity to see something outrageous. I mean, she ends up coming to the rescue on numerous times. Yeah. So I think just the whole concept of Ezekiel having a tiger is so it's so ludicrous and it's so over the top, but we went to great lengths between the CGI 
than the animatronic tiger that we had. We went, went to great lengths to make sure that she felt real. Yeah. And, yeah, people, we knew people were going to be pissed. It was yeah. kind of funny, actually. Well, I was hoping that it didn't take the comic book path, that, oh, you know, like, the way Carol's still alive, maybe Shiva would survive, but that didn't happen. Um, now, this yeah. this weekend's episode, the, the rumor is, the producers, you guys are all talking about how it's going to be so shocking, people will be talking about it. So, on a scale of 1 to 10... Are people really talking about that? Yeah, well, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. All of our followers oh, yeah. are. Too, they're, they're they're like, who, who do we think is going to be either killed or maimed or whatever? Or what's the secret? Or is it someone in the helicopter? Is so and so dead? Here's what I heard. Uh, there's a lot of buzz. I and listen. You guys, I, I I assume want the buzz. And you know, Chris Hardwick confirmed on Talking Dead. He said, I check with the producers. It's going to be shocking. Major death. So I think. so scale of one to ten. Is this a ten? Is this like oh is my this god? Is like a Glenn moment? Because we're we're, we're we're nervous. I'm a little uh, uh, a little upset about just thinking about it. Um, I would have to say it's pretty it's pretty high on the scale. Okay. Oh. All right. Oh. oh we love the show, but, I but I guess, again, myself. you know, you got to understand. For for me, we just wrapped filming about two and a half weeks ago. Right. I understand. So that episode, we filmed that episode in July. So very often in my head, I'm trying to sort of keep track of like, okay, well, this was the end of July and, okay. you know, we what you. happens between July and, uh, and right. now. So we know Rick doesn't die because you would have remembered that. So, that's, that's, <laughs> so Rick is safe. No, it's not that I didn't remember. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. There's a lot, you know, there's a lot going on, obviously. Right. Um, the last week's episode, we, we kind of joked about it. And we're just going to joke about it with you. The miscellaneous side impact scene. It's in every TV show. But this particular one was impossibly timed, and we just wanted to call a little little BS on it. You didn't direct the episode, to my knowledge. But the truck no. coming out of the side and perfectly hitting... Uh, the T-bone. The T-boning the speaker truck, which one is yeah. That seemed, you know, I can believe walkers. Uh, it, but the, the truck was a little... Anyway. Um, well, what, I'll, give you, I'll give you a little... A little um, piece of information that yes. might help that. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, okay. Imagine you're in the zombie apocalypse. You generally don't hear much sound, right? It's pretty right. quiet. If you were driving along and you heard this ear-piercing opera, you would potentially follow that noise. Fair enough. I'll give you that. So, it was loud. So the yeah. fact that Daryl, the fact that Daryl hears the music, it's almost like a beacon to draw him towards where that okay. truck is. Now, I mean, good thing Michonne wasn't driving, but yes. Okay, we'll give you that. <laughs> um, anyway, That listen. is very good. That is a good point, but Michonne wouldn't have turned the music on. That's right. Oh, and by the way, maybe you know the answer to this, and then we're going to let you go because we have five more interviews to go, and we've talked to you all day. Um, in last two weeks ago, the episode, Michonne gets in the car, and, oh, yeah. and, and Rosita gets in the car with her. She says, you're not going alone, I'm going with you. But then the next time we see them, they've switched, and now Rosita's driving. Did we miss a scene? And they didn't address the switcher. Was there a deleted scene? Do we know what happened there? Um, you know, I. Okay. I don't. You don't. Okay. Then I don't right. understand. I don't understand. I never understood that scene. To okay. be honest okay. with you, I never understood why why Michonne had to leave. It sounded uh, like she said she wanted to see for herself that they were winning. Yeah. But Rick took pictures. She wanted right. to see the sanctuary. I mean, you can't text her a picture because there's no cell phone service. But but she didn't know at the time Rick was captured by Jadis. So. Right. right. Yeah, but but the whole point is that can't she just trust her people and know that they're winning? True. I would, because I would think. the entire society 
<laughs> is based on trust. Right. So you would you would certainly hope that Michonne's character would trust enough to be like, you know what? Since there's a lot of bad people out there, maybe I should just stay put. But yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I like that yeah. you're calling BS on your own show. As Larry David would, <laughs> as Larry David would say, yeah. 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 All right, now I think the other hotline's ringing. I'm going to pick it up. It's probably Scott Wilson. I'm going to have him say hi to you, and then we're going to say goodbye to you. Is that fair? <laughs> That's perfect. We're stacking. We're, I talked to you all day, Greg, but hold on. Hold on. Thank you. Oh, I just hung up on Greg. Oh. Uh, hello? Hello, you hung up on Greg? I hung up on oh. Greg. Oh, well, that's good. I'm Cooper. Greg, Greg. I know. Go Cooper! Oh, I feel Hello? so bad. We had Greg Nicotero on the phone, and I said, <laughs> oh, oh no. let me get the phone. I think that's Cooper. And, uh, <laughs> okay, Cooper Andrews, I'm going to give you the music, too. Hold on. We're going to give you the intro music. It's a little remix we did here. Hold on. All right, let's do it. People need to know who the hell's in charge here, what the rules are. Okay. Yeah. That is our trap beat, personally made for us by Afrojack. Yeah. He's a big fan. Very of the, nice. Big fan of The Walking Dead. Uh, Cooper Andrews, thank you so much. We uh, we put out a call and we said, who can we interview from the Walker Stalker Con this weekend at the New Jersey Convention and Exposition Center? And they said, oh, uh, would you like to speak to Cooper Andrews? He's up for it. I yes, said, oh, please. Oh, oh, absolutely. So, <laughs> so first of all, uh, I'm David Brody. That's Jamie. And, Hi. And, Hello. And I know who you are in real life, but you're also Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Oh, you have the same laugh. I love it. <laughs> well, yeah, you have the same laugh as you. Yeah, but sometimes, you know, a character <laughs> laugh could be different. Uh, do you realize how popular you are? Do you realize it? Um, uh, uh, I don't. Maybe? No? I don't. <laughs> I know you're trying to be humble. <laughs> But your character is not one of the main main characters yet. We don't know what the future holds. That we being don't. said, that being said, when you have <laughs> when there's an episode you're not on, we and our followers uh, for our, our show, we're like, oh, there was no Jerry. We have to have Jerry. <laughs> and so we're very happy you survived so the machine gunning. Uh, that, yes. That was, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of people bit the dust, but you you, you made it. So we're very happy. I was happy about that too. <laughs> now, can you remind everyone how you ended up on the show? Give us a little, little quick backstory. Yeah, uh, um, I was a uh, I had auditioned uh, a few years ago, and um, uh, Scott Gimple had remembered it, um, and he he, you know, he hit my people up, I guess, and uh, people. That sounds so weird. Um, <laughs> and uh, my people, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, he just wanted me to audition for uh, this guy named Lester. This, this, uh, <laughs> I guess this, this uh, uh, bodyguard to Mister uh, Hashimidu or, or uh, I don't know, some Yakuza boss, I guess. And uh, um, and he wanted me to play it in so many different ways. He was like, play it like Biggie Smalls, play it, play it like a tough guy. Oh. And then, and then we did this table read, and, um, and then uh, uh, with Greg and everyone and. And afterwards that night, I, I skyped, uh, skyped with Scott, and, and he was like, you know what, let's just, uh, the reason I, I I remembered you is because during your audition, when you were slating, you had this smile, and it made me feel so happy. And then when you don't smile, I get a little scared. So maybe we should try that out. <laughs> so that was, wow. but yeah, that was that. Yeah, it was. Uh, that sums yeah, up Jerry. Awesome. That sums up yeah. Jerry. When you're smiling, it's like, oh, Jerry. How do you, how does Jerry smile in a zombie apocalypse with all that's going on, with the savior stealing most of your food and people and the, the world is, is, <laughs> is crap? 
and you're yet smiling. he smiles. You're like, oh, hey, the saviors are here. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> oh, good. Maybe we can make friends or we'll shoot them. Um, no, it was uh, uh, for for me. I, I don't think Jerry sees it as an apocalypse. I, I believe he really sees it just as a as a new world, um, just new beginnings. And so um, he's kind of happy with how the world is uh, is becoming. And I, and I think that's why he's so happy because he knows he knows that the kingdom is going to be one of those places that are pioneering uh, that that future. Um, after the apocalypse. Well, so we, I think that's why. All right, well, we've gotten to speak to uh, two other actors who portrayed members of the kingdom in person. Ooh. Uh, yeah, on the phone. So we spoke to Daniel Newman. Yeah. Shout out, spoiler alert, he's dead. Uh, and uh, yeah. we spoke to Carlos Navarro, who played Alvaro. Yes. Shout out, he's dead. Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. And uh, both of them commented on how much, how nice you are to work with, and how they love you. Th- it's not a, f- it's, you're not acting that you're nice when we see you on television and <laughs> in interviews and and on the show. That you're you're likable like Jerry, and that comes across when we watch the show. So your coworkers like you. Oh, that's good. I was. Uh, I asked. I requested them to be killed. I guess I feel bad about it. Now. Right. Plus, you walk. <laughs> Sorry, you, guys. Have, you, have, you have an axe, so of course they're going to say you're nice. Um, I love. We both love the way that Jerry, even though King Ezekiel keeps telling him, "Listen, I'm a fraud. Stop it. I'm not your king." The the way Jerry still looks up to him, and and the way you said, like when you're guarding his door, it's what I do. The loyalty. The loyalty. Yeah. It's almost like a. You had puppy dog eyes. It was so gut wrenching. It was sad. What what, yeah. what were you going for? Were you just because it because it all came across. The, uh, in that episode, I mean, it was, you know, just <clears throat> having King Ezekiel around is still the thing that that keeps it all together. He's the one that makes makes the kingdom work, um, and Jerry realizes that for for this uh, for this you know post-apocalypse this for this new world um it's important for for the king to be there because no one else can do that um and and you know so he's you know he's sad because i mean you know i mean he lost i mean those are all my friends you know those i mean there's a lot of people that you know we started this thing together um and just all of them gone you know just just right in front of us so i mean that that i think is what also uh inspired the that anger um, that that came from uh, 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 from Jerry, like smashing the guy in half, was just Ooh. just because all yeah. his you mean the, cool his the, the Jeffrey Dahmer looking guy? Gunther. Yeah, yeah Gunther. I was so happy. I was so happy to finally use that axe and, and <laughs> what, like such a great way to, to do it. Well, we too. we were very happy that you got a backup axe because when you snapped your axe trying to open the gate, we're like, no, his axe, come on! <laughs> yeah, yeah. This new axe, I named it the uh, the Red Wedding. So nice. Did I read somewhere it's really like twenty eight pounds? <laughs> that first one, yeah, it was like around twenty seven, wow. twenty six. Yeah, it was. Uh, and when I was swinging down on that, when Ooh. I was swinging down on that, um, that it was so. I mean, it was so heavy. I mean, it's exhausting it was, in that Atlanta heat. So, so there was no chance <laughs> yeah. that there was no chance that Eric, uh, who's no longer on the show, was going to wield that axe. No. <laughs> <laughs> so when I first. Uh, when I first was walking around with it um, last year, uh, uh, and we had this episode where we meet uh, Rick and 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 the, and the group when they're when they're coming to ask the kingdom for help, uh, we went to lunch. Um, Andy, he goes, so is that supposed to be like a? Because they put uh, they put like a, a spray paint over the axe head, um, so it so it looks real, but it looks uh, on screen, but looks fake uh, when we're when uh, we're on set. 
And so Andy's like, is it supposed to be a, a fake axe in this world? So I, I had, I, I, that's funny. So I, I, I get, I, I put, you know, I, I, uh, I lifted it up, you know, with my hand out, uh, so he can hold the ax, uh, so you can see how light it was. And then he, he grabbed it with one arm and then it just dropped. And he's like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Big, big, tough guy, Rick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, was, he was just so taken back. I think he was expecting it to be like a, like a super light foam. Your character is not in the comic books, right? There's no Jerry no. in the comics. But King Correct, Ezekiel yeah. is very much defined, and so far, he has followed along the path of the comic book King Ezekiel. Not going to ask any spoilers. There was a little foreshadowing uh, the episode you broke your axe. I'm uh, just going to throw that out there for me. You don't have to say anything. Um, yes. but is it easier for you as Jerry to not have a comic book counterpart, whereas uh, Kari Payton sort of knows where he might end up or how it might end up or where he's going? Because you're a blank slate. You could last forever or, yeah. you know... Is that better for you as an actor, or would you rather have um, source material? I like I like uh, sort of having this freedom to not not be beholden to anything. Right. Um, it lets me. They sort of let me do my thing, um, which is cool. Just uh, you know, there's no like, oh, it has to be this moment. So like, just however Jerry does it is just what I how I like to thank. Uh, how you know they just let me do my thing. So, but you know, for Kari, it's probably. He'd probably do it just as easily either way because he's such a good actor. Yeah, he's not he's bad. So good. No, he's yeah, not he's all bad. right. He's all right. Yeah, we, uh, he can, yeah, he can. <laughs> we got we got to meet him at the uh, which you weren't there at least to our knowledge at the season premiere yeah, we in didn't LA see you at the red at carpet the, at the red carpet at the Greek for the uh, episode one hundred. Oh yeah, uh, they snuck me in at the end with the with the uh, giant cobbler cake. Oh yeah, oh yeah, at the end, right? Oh, but I'm saying, end, but, but you, we didn't, see but you didn't walk the red carpet, so we didn't get to meet no, him. No, no. We got to meet Kari, and I told him, I said, you had the line of the season for season seven when you said, when he said, and I'm paraphrasing, but it's Alexandria will not fall, not on this day. That was the yeah. greatest line of the season because it was a whole season of blah and people dying and Negan, and all of a sudden you guys come running in, and he says that line, and it's like, yeah, let's kill people. Yeah, oh yeah, I forgot we shot that when I because I'm I'm such a huge fan of the show that. Um, when they had when Negan was standing over Carl with the bat, oh my god! I was like, I was like, all right, how how is he getting out of this? And then Sheba comes. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> she, Sheba knew I exactly. Remember. Sheba knew who, which of the walkers were. Very smart yeah. tiger. <laughs> yes. Very smart. Yes. Um, uh, so, so I have one more uh, one more quick question for you. Did you get to go yes. to the Lenny James farewell dinner? Um, we had uh, we had a little dinner of, of our own. Um, before then, I we they had it at the rap party, so I, had, I was meeting with other people. But the um, uh, we went to this Indian restaurant. This is my favorite Indian restaurant um, in Atlanta, and it was it's closing down at the end of the month. I'm gonna give a little shout, Himalayas Indian restaurant. Nice, but, uh, <laughs> nice. Um, no, I told you know I told Lenny uh, you know I was like we gotta go to this place. He's like, all right. So it was him, me, uh, Kari, and uh, a few other people, and we're you know we just feasted like we always do. So, I like the yeah. way I like the way you just slipped into his accent. You're like, all right. <laughs> oh yeah, I can't. I can't help it. He goes. I mean, he <laughs> who died. Um, he just has like this uh, uh, this way of where he, he he maintains his American accent. And then if you bring up the word London, London or music, he just goes back into his into his British accent. He's so passionate about music. I love it. Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> Listen, we're very excited to see the remainder of All Out War. We hope that you survive for many many seasons. Because we love, too. love your character and we love what you bring to it and, and the personality. And it's a little bit of, I think it's the ray of sunshine that Glenn brought to the show 
that that Glenn, you know, of course, not being on the show, spoiler, uh, that you bring <laughs> that that naiveness, that looking for the bright side of things is important on a show yes. that has so many, so few bright, you know, bright moments. So yeah, thank you for that. Now, but we're, again, okay. we're going to see you at Walker Stalker Con at the New Jersey yeah. Convention Center. Um, I'm going to we'll remind there. you who we are. Don't hit me with an axe, but I want, we want Jamie wants to give you a big hug. Yes. Absolutely, yes. And I, I love I'm her. a hugger. And if I could admit it, I think I'd like to give you a big hug, too, if that's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, then you, you guys got it. Yeah, love uh, Very good. Uh, we're just so excited to talk to you, Cooper. Thank yes, you very thank much. thank you so much. Thank you, guys. I will right, see you this weekend. Okay. All right, take Bye. care. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Cooper Andrews, Jerry from The Walking Dead, and you are listening to Walkers and Talkers with David Brody and Jamie. Phone, phone, phone. It could be Scott. Hello. Uh, hello. Yes, this is Scott Wilson. How oh, are you? Oh my God, Scott Wilson! Thank you so much for calling. <laughs> Hi, well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm well, a little bit late. Th- that's okay. That's okay. Got... Last we saw you, you had one foot, no one head. Foot, no head. So. So watch five minutes. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Let me give you a little. Let me give you a little intro music, and now we'll officially welcome you to the show. Hold on. Here we go. All right. Well, I'm David Brody, and this is Jamie. Say hi, Jamie. Hi, Scott. Scott, we are very Hi. How, how are you guys? We Good. are so excited to talk to you. Yeah, it well, took... It's... Go ahead. Yeah. It took Walker Stalker Con in New Jersey this weekend <laughs> to get you on the phone. We're very excited. We're going to be there. And so uh, we're excited to hopefully maybe meet you, get some pictures, hear yes. you talk on the panel. Are you in town yet? Okay. I'm in town. I just came in from uh, from England. I was in Wales and then England, and now I'm here. Were you in England looking for more actors for The Walking Dead? <laughs> That's it. Looking on a recruiting tour. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Everybody's British, so, you know. So no, but they are certainly great. What a wonderful cast. Oh, I, absolutely. I couldn't, have, I couldn't have been more fortunate working with the... With the uh, cast that, that I worked with when I was there. Well, They're you're you're, you're not British. You're uh, originally from Georgia, which must have been nice filming a show in your home state. Yes, but you know, Georgia was founded by people who had been in debtor's prison in England. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> so you had a choice. You could either go to the New World as indentured servants, or you could stay in prison in England. I think my ancestors said, let's go to the New World, whatever that is. Yeah. Right. Well, they found a nice hot spot to land in. <laughs> right. Now, listen, but, you, you, have, Scott, you, of course, everybody who listens to our podcast knows you played Herschel Green on The Walking Dead. And uh, you've been off the show now for three years since, since the governor unfortunately killed you. Spoiler. Um, did you ever think when you signed up for the show that for the rest of your life you'll be able to go to uh, conventions and still... Um, embrace the show and be loved by the fans forever? Well, you know, it's amazing. I've been acting 56 years. Wow. And now I'm Herschel. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah, we, we were talking to Xander Berkeley last week, and he has his IMDb credits are like 230. And right. he's still most recognized. He probably feels like for the rest of his and life for the, walk, for the Walking Dead. I mean, yeah. you, you've been, I looked at your IMDb page today. I mean, I've seen a lot of the movies you've been in. I mean, just right. epic films, but not that have conventions. No, so, not to have conventions. But but I've had I've had a blessed career. I've had oh. worked with, with wonderful people, wonderful directors and writers and actors, and and that goes through uh, the Walking Dead. It's just 
just a, a blessing for anyone who has the opportunity to work on that show. Everybody says that. You, you know, you, you everybody we interview, every time we watch Talking Dead or listen, watch any interviews, the, yeah. the camaraderie on that show, considering that the cast changes a, a fair amount, yeah. it's like they yeah. only hire nice people. There's no scandals. <laughs> Nobody does the show and says, I hated working there. It's so true. Yeah. They aren't. I mean, if they are, they get rid of them. Look what happened to me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, listen, your family's not doing well on the show. Thank God for Maggie Green. Uh, but we uh, we interviewed Emily Kinney a couple of times over times. the past month. What a sweetheart. But she just she raves about you uh, and how well, much she loves you. Yeah, she's wonderful. She she and both my daughters, both my girls are oh. And, and my son-in-law, Glenn. Oh, right, a moment of silence. For, was it was it hard for you to watch? I don't know if you watched it, but did you watch uh, the season seven premiere? I did. Oh, it was tough to watch. Yeah, it was tough, tough for to us watch. too. Yeah, yeah, to to watch uh, your son-in-law get banged like that. It was oh. a tough, tough, tough show. Yeah. Tough show. Yeah, it was uh, it was tough for the fans. Uh, you know, you you knew the you knew Stephen Yoon, of course, and the, all the players. For us, it was heart wrenching. I mean, Glenn was such an emotional part of the show. He was from the beginning, and he was just the he was the sweet yeah. kid who had a nice outlook on things. We were just yeah. talking to yeah. uh, Cooper Andrews, who plays Jerry, that he was the heart and soul. He was the right. you know the emotional part, and so it was. I'm assuming it was tough for you as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was. It, it certainly was. Um, it's still tough for me to watch these. The show, and even with people that I didn't work with, I right. see them going, oh, no, no. <laughs> now, are there people on the show that you worked with that you're surprised are still on the show? Like you thought maybe by now they'd be dead? Mm, you know, I never tried to prejudge that. I, <laughs> okay. I, I know when I, I had a feeling before they told me that I was going to be gone because they were giving my character too much to do i was becoming proactive as opposed to reactive right and and uh well you I never want to be the, you never want to be the sensible sensible one on the show as soon as, as, soon as you're the one who talks with a brain <laughs> the, like, the, the moral compass they always joke once you're the moral compass you're dead <laughs> right but no. it was fun i i i knew it was i knew instinctively that it was going to happen and so it didn't really surprise me when they did take me off right but now, it was Totally fun while it was there, and everyone there ultimately is going to be gone. So, well, ho hopefully some of them make it to the end, but you never know. Uh, but you did get to reprise your role as Herschel on Robot Chicken uh, on well, Adult Swim. Did. <laughs> <laughs> did you dance when I started doing my call? Of course. <laughs> okay. So, if, right. if you don't know what we're talking about, Robot Chicken is a hilarious claymation show, and they did a whole Walking Dead episode, which we talked about, and almost everyone from the original cast pretty brilliant did their did their uh, their roles again. So that was fantastic. We, we were very happy to, that you were a part of that as well. Yeah, um, and I called a barn dance in the show. Yeah. <laughs> now this is probably a question you can't answer, but we've asked Emily Kinney, uh, and you said you still watch the show on occasion. Have you noticed that Beth Green? Never mentions her sister being dead. You she mean Maggie. 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 I'm saying Maggie. Lauren, Lauren yeah. Cohan. Never mentions her sister. She mentions you. She mentions Glenn. But never poor Beth. Never mentions Beth. Was was that something in the script about how they didn't get along? What are we missing? No, I I think probably it's just too painful for you know. Sometimes when things are are that painful, it, it's hard to uh, it's hard to to regurgitate it. It's hard to get it out. All right, you're good. You're good. Um, you know. do, are you are you disappointed looking back because of the way you died that you didn't get to be a walker? 
Truthfully, I didn't really want to be a walker. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> he okay. didn't. But don't forget, my head was laid there, opening and closing its mouth. And if you had been a fly, you would have Isn't been Isn't your dancer. head in the Smithsonian now? It is. <laughs> That's yes. amazing. When I was six years old, I was a patrol boy, if you know what that was, a crossing guard. Kids who helped other kids cross the street, younger kids cross the street. We had a patrol boys convention in Washington, D.C., from up in, from New York down to Georgia. It was in east of the Mississippi. So they took us to the Smithsonian. And the first thing I saw there was this huge dinosaur, skeletal dinosaur. And I was very impressed by it. And now you stop and you think about it, and I'm in there playing with my peer group, the dinosaurs. <laughs> that is great. That's fantastic. Well, quite an honor. And, and uh, listen, you, you were you were a uh, great as Herschel on the show. I think everyone was very sad to see you leave for many reasons. Yes. Uh, your CGI foot was very expensive, which is why they can't cut uh, Rick's hand off. So that's great. Yeah. <laughs> right. Rick was he, he's great. All those all those the cast in the writers room and and the producers and the crew and I'm telling you it was it's a very a very great set to work on. Wonderful. For everyone. Well, yeah. we're excited to see you at uh, at Walker Stalker Con this weekend. We'll of course be there. And if you don't get cool. to see, if you don't get to see Scott this weekend, uh, then uh, the, I don't know if you're going, but the the, the convention is going to be in Portland, Sydney, Melbourne, London, Germany, Chicago, and Nashville. Are you thinking about going to any of those? I I plan on going to some of them. I'm not sure exactly how many right now. Very they, good. They, you just reached way into the distance. Okay. <laughs> All right. Very good. Very good. Well, listen, it's, it was an absolute pleasure to talk to you. We're going to let you go in a sec. But can okay, we... you drop by. Drop by. We and we'll will take a picture together. Scott, thank you so much. We'll see you this weekend. Okay. Thank All right. You. Thank Bye-bye. you, Scott. Thank you. He is the cutest human yeah. I have ever met in my life. A patrol boy who helped kids cross the street. I'm like crying. He's yeah. so cute. Oh my gosh. He's so cute it hurts. Oh my God. Hi, this is Scott Wilson Herschel from The Walking Dead. And you're listening to the Walkers and Talkers podcast with David Brody and Jamie. Have fun. Honestly, he's adorable. Yes. All right, we're back. We're back sort of live. But that, that, so that was the interview. Yes. So you heard me call bullshit on the side impact. Yes. Uh, with Greg Nicotero. I had the balls to do it. I did. I called Side you Impact did it. Bullshit. You did it. And then he called Bullshit. Well, he didn't understand the whole, why did Michonne have to go see what happened at the sanctuary? The whole car switcheroo. He's on the show and he doesn't understand it. <laughs> he didn't understand the whole scene. I so, didn't either. Got him to call Bullshit. Um, we did get to meet Cooper Andrews, who hugged us, bear hugs. Yes, and at his table, he serves you cobbler. He served us cobbler. Peach cobbler while you wait. Uh, Walker Stalker Con, whatever city it's going to. Please go. Go, go to Australia. Favorite. It's yes. the best. And then uh, you heard us talk to Scott uh, Wilson, who played Herschel. Here's what happened at Walker Stalker Con. Scott was going from his booth. Everyone has their own table with autographed pictures. And they have like stanchion poles. Yeah. Like at an amusement park where you wind your way through and you get to meet the the actor or the actress. And then there's a giant photo op meet and greet. There's, um, There's opportunities where they go on stage and have like panel discussions. Yep. And so... As we were wrapping up for the day, we got to meet Ron Perlman from because Sons of Anarchy was there. I yeah. love Ron Perlman. Oh, so great. 
Um, and we got to meet uh, Cooper Andrews. Yep. And you met Greg Nicotero. Yep. And you told Greg Nicotero what happened with the phone and you apologized for hanging up on him. I did, and he goes, oh, that's what happened? He goes, I was waiting for you to call me back. He's like, but you didn't have my number. Right. I didn't know if you had caller ID. Did he give you the number? He didn't. Oh. But then he goes, I was wondering what happened. And then he goes, I was talking to Scott last night, and he's like, I was supposed to talk to you on the phone today, and they hung up on yeah. me. So he was he was a good sport right. about it. But and he, as, as it turned out, Cooper Andrews called next, but we thought Scott was going to yes. call. They switched. It was very funny. And so uh, Scott Wilson is walking with his handlers, and he's got the beard. You know, he's Herschel. Right? Uh, and the little ponytail. And, and, and on the um, interview you just heard, he said, oh, I'm definitely going to hug you guys. So I saw the handlers. They were walking alongside of him so that no one would run up and then try to take a picture or whatever because he he's got to get where he has to go. Mm-hmm. He's on a schedule. And so I said to the handler, I kind of we did the walk and talk. Yeah, the I walk, walk and talk. And I said, excuse me, um, I'm not some crazed fan, even though I was wearing my shut that shit down shirt. <laughs> you were. <laughs> was right. uh, pictures are up at, of course, uh, walkers underscore talkers, David underscore Brody. Yep. Uh, producer, producer Jamie, Jamie NYC. NYC. And uh, th- those are our Instagram names because Jamie has to be difficult. And her, her name on uh, Instagram doesn't match her name on Twitter. I'm sorry. My my Twitter now is at the talking Jamie. At the talking Jamie, which I like. And I my, like my phone knows that, so it's automatically Yay. auto-completes. <laughs> and so I said to the handler during the walk and talk, I said, hey, um, we interviewed Scott Wilson yesterday for our Walkers and Talkers podcast. And he said to, you know, please say hi. I want to hug you guys. He had a great interview. You heard it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And so he's, he leans over to Scott. He goes, <laughs> and Scott's head turn. He looks over at us and he's like, <laughs> and he says, hey, he looks at us. Yeah. David and Jamie. <laughs> and he remembered our names and he's like, I, I owe you guys hugs. And he hugged us right there. He did, right there. He's so sweet. Oh my God, he's Herschel. I know. If we had met Herschel before he died on the show, spoiler. I would have been so upset to watch him get his, you know, uh, yeah. the governor kill him, even more than I was when I... I was traumatized, but I would have been even more traumatized. So then, when we when we go to take the pictures, he had to go behind this black curtain area. We went behind Michael Cudlitz. Where booth. everybody puts their coats. Yeah. And then he was going to walk out to this photo op he had to do, but he says, you know what, I want to get pictures with you guys. I promised you pictures. Come back here. So sweet. We went behind. So when you see our pictures with with, uh, with Scott online, you'll see there's like a, it's, where is it? there's a bridge table and it's there's a like, black curtain. Yeah. And so we took pictures with him without the flash, and they didn't look good. He goes, oh, take him with the flash. So we took him with the flash, and then he's like, you guys going to put him wherever you guys put those things online? Yep. Yeah. And he said, oh, you know, he's, I, I had the best time with that interview. Please let me know when we're posting it. He says- How cool. He wants to hear it. His people, his people, Yeah. his handlers gave us their phone number and said, hey, let us know when it's up. He really wants to hear it. Yeah. So that was great that he had a good time. I'm so glad. We loved having and him on. And he told Corey, who arranged everything for us, he told Corey- um, his people told Corey what a great interview he had. He had so much fun. And then Corey said to us, what happened on the interview? He had a great time. I said, well, we had fun with him. We did. Yeah, so uh, there you go. So that's that's uh, part one of our interview marathon. Episode 90 uh, may be up by the time you hear this. Yes. And you'll hear Caitlin Akon and Michael Cutlets. And I'm telling you. It's worth it. Caitlin is great. But then the interview with Michael Cutlets. <laughs> I said some things to him you're not going to believe. Yes, you did. Uh, he said something to me. I'm, I'm still not sure uh, if I should believe it. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll fill you in. We'll talk about yeah. it before and after. You'll hear what we talked about on the podcast. So thanks for listening to Walkers and Talkers uh, 89. 89. Enjoy 90. And it's time. What time is it? It's time, it's time to, to shut, shut this shit down. down.